Assalamu alaikum guys, inshallah you guys are all well and healthy. Um, I know I say this every time, but I apologize for my absence. I will try my best to keep regular and sorry, not keep regular, to keep consistent with these episodes. Um, it's just been a crazy few months, very eventful. As you guys all know, we are in the midst of COVID-19. There's been a lockdown here in the UK, um, as well as Ramadan has just gone. Um, and also, uh, a lot of you also do know that my father-in-law hasn't been too well. So I do ask you all to please keep him in your adaya and ask Allah to grant him a shifa and grant him good health and a speedy recovery, I mean, as well as keep my in-laws in your du'as because it has been a very rough time for everybody, especially them. May Allah aid them and rectify their affairs, I mean. So without further ado, let's get started. I have missed doing this so much. You guys have no idea the smile that's on my face right now while recording this. Um, I'm just glad to be getting back into it, inshallah. So yeah, today's episode is going to be about... Um, my transition from having one child to two under three. So uh, I not long ago gave birth to a beautiful, healthy baby boy named Ilyas. He is now four months old, guys. Subhanallah, how time flies. I can't believe this kid is already four months old and he's already like um, sort of started to teeth. It's just crazy how time flies. It's crazy, crazy. Um, so yeah, so my son now is four months old. Suleiman has also turned three, I think uh, a little a little bit ago. He turned three in May. Um, so yeah, I have uh, two big boys now. Well, not big, but I have two boys now. And um, this is just going to be about me talking about how I personally experienced it. I mean, everybody's experience is different and some may find it like a breeze and easy. Some may find it difficult. Some may, some may be in between and find it easy at times and hard at times. So when I was pregnant with Elias, um, I had a lot of people tell me different things. Some people said that it'd be easy because Suleiman is a little bit older. Some people said that it would be difficult because obviously they're at two different stages and there will be demanding different things um and I personally didn't know what to expect I knew it would probably be hard uh, just because I know what Suleiman is like and he's very very demanding very demanding child and he's just 24 7 on the go he's it's, it's very I don't want to say exhausting because he's not he it's just you have to be on the go 24 7 with him so I was uh, quite worried about having to give him the attention that he's used to as well as take care of a newborn but alhamdulillah he's actually transitioned very very well uh to having a baby brother and he's just took on the role with such pride and honor and he's just absolutely amazing to his little brother alhamdulillah so Suleiman, for if and when you listen to this when you're older may allah reward you for your beautiful kind heart um it's beautiful to see the bond and the relationship that they already have like it honestly melts my heart when Suleiman um calls for his his baby brother or gives him kisses and hugs and helps me out with nappy changing and stuff like when i when we first took him home the reaction we got from Suleiman was totally different from what i expected we expected him to be a bit confused maybe a bit sad maybe even a bit aggressive and he was nothing of that sort he was so welcoming and kind and laughing and hugging and kissing him and saying baby look it's a baby it's a baby it's a baby brother and he kept wanting to hold him oh it was just beautiful and i will cherish that moment forever it was just one of the moments that i'll never forget so 
let me talk a little bit about when I was pregnant. When I was pregnant with Ilyas, um, the main thing that I found very difficult was how tired I was. Because when I was pregnant with Suleiman, of course, I didn't have a child to look after. All I had to look after was myself and my husband, but my husband's a grown man. So um, obviously when I was pregnant, he would tend to a lot of things himself when it came to his needs or whatever. Um, because I was, again, pregnant. So I, when I needed to rest, he, he was fine and able to go do what he needed to do, cook or clean or take care of whatever, because I'm pregnant. But with a child, it's very hard for you to um, have that time that you need because they are constantly demanding something. And also, if they're young, they don't really understand that you have needs as a, as a human and as a mother. Um, it's just really all about them. So, yeah, I found it difficult having to constantly chase after Suleiman, keep up with housework, cooking, cleaning, chores, uh, keep him entertained um, and at the same time try and take it easy for myself as well as all during that I was trying to potty train Suleiman as well because I wanted to get it done before baby was here so yeah it was a very stressful time but alhamdulillah again when I compare it to other stories I've heard of pregnancies alhamdulillah the only issue I had was tiredness um thankfully uh by the grace of Allah with birth pregnancies I've never dealt with morning sickness I've had it maybe once or twice during birth pregnancies and that was it it never repeated itself and I was never very very badly ill I was just quite tired a lot of the time but um Suleiman did nap when baby was waiting for his arrival he did nap uh during the midday so that nap was just I don't want to say heaven but it was just beautiful. It really helped give me that little power of energy to get on with the rest of the day. Um, and also I felt like it was a little bond for us to connect because every nap we'd have, especially nearer and closer to the time where baby was going to be due to arrive, I would tell myself this is probably the last nap I'll have with Suleiman as my only child or this is the last time I put him to bed, just me and him. So it was quite actually quite um, special and quite sacred and, and, and a very beautiful bond that we formed during that pregnancy because I kept reminding myself that every moment is going to be maybe the last time I do that one thing with just him. Um, so during the whole pregnancy, I tried to familiarize Suleiman with the thought that there will be another addition to the family. So I would constantly say to him, you know, mommy has a baby in her in her belly mommy's got a baby here and I'd put his hand on my tummy especially when baby was moving I try to get him to feel it um and every morning I'd say you know say good morning to baby brother or say good night and he'd give my belly a kiss in the beginning he didn't really get what was going on because then he'd point to his belly and say mommy look I have a baby I have a baby so I think he thought um a belly button was a baby so he'd point to his belly button or my belly button or his dad's belly button and he'd say you know you have a baby there there's baby baby but as he got older I think he started to actually realize we're actually talking about something um especially when we brought the baby home then I realized that oh wow he did understand because as soon as he saw the baby he goes oh look daddy it's baby brother so I think it's very important for mothers who are expecting their second child to try your best to get your child ready and prepare them and familiarize them with the idea that there will be another addition. So you can do it through the way that I've just explained, through showing them that there, there's a baby there, um, speaking to them about it, getting them to talk to the tummy, 
um, as well as uh, what we ended up doing as well, which was actually advice from a beautiful sister on Instagram. Uh, and I think her Instagram is South Asian London or yeah South Asian uh, London so South and then oh no South Asia LDN so S-O-U-T-H-A-S-I-A-L-D-N and she's basically a mama blog and I absolutely love her page so she also has two children so I asked her you know how how did you find transitioning with your child and how did you uh like prepare your son and everything and one thing that she told me which I found very very helpful was um she had the cot out and ready for quite a while so she'd take her son to the cot every morning and every night and she'd say you know soon baby there's going to be a baby in here and it's going to be your your brother or your sister she had a girl so it ended up being his sister so I started to do that with Suleiman. I take him to the court and say, you know, there'll be a baby in here soon. And then I'd put a blanket down and say, should we check? Is baby here yet? Has baby arrived? Um, so that was sort of like a fun little thing we do. And he'd get excited because he'd go, oh, no, there's no baby. Where's the baby? It was like a bit of a game. Um, so, yeah, so I think it's very important to try to prepare, like I said, your child that there will be somebody else and also try to cherish the moments you have before baby arrives and try to do as much as you can with baby because we're sorry with your first child because um, it will be very hard for them and it's a total change to their world bearing in mind that they've come from a world where you only see them and you only know them so you only know that one child you only see that one child you only tend to the need of that one child 24 7 from them having to go from that to having to share that attention and be more patient and understand that hang on a minute mom's dealing with the baby she can't help me right now or whatever it may be but it's it's a very hard transition for the child emotionally mentally physically in every way possible so it's it's really up to us as parents to try to do our best to prepare the child and ease them into that thought and idea as best as possible so I've spoken about Suleiman and helping him out with baby now let's talk about my experience so um I'm going to talk about uh once baby was actually here because I've spoken a little bit about pregnancy and all that but um so when baby was here uh, I was well I was so pumped and so ready and so excited for this baby to come um, he made us wait a little bit he came a day before his due date subhanallah whereas Suleiman was I think two weeks early or a, a week and a half early I can't remember exactly but he was early compared to baby number two so we were waiting and waiting and I was just like please Allah do not let me be overdue I really don't want to be overdue so alhamdulillah he came the night before um and I was so excited but at the same time I don't think I realized what was coming um I had it in my head that I was ready and prepared for a second child um especially with Suleiman being a little bit older alhamdulillah and him understanding more and being able to communicate more but I had no idea so baby arrived alhamdulillah now if you guys want like a birth story let me know uh, in comments dms whatever the email uh, let me know if that's what you want but so when baby arrived it was beautiful i was so thankful and grateful and blessed alhamdulillah um but i was actually during that whole time also at the back of my mind really anxious about what it's going to be like once we go home because 
at that moment, all I had was me, baby, and my husband with me. There wasn't another child to deal with. So when we came home, alhamdulillah, bearing in mind, uh, just to mention that we were staying with my in-laws for, I think, two weeks before I gave birth. And then I think for another week and a half or two weeks after. So we stayed with them for quite a while, maybe a month altogether or just a bit over. Uh, so they can help out with Suleiman and help me out. And it just be much easier to have that support there since... Um, Obviously, I'm. I'm. Uh, my family's in London, so I. I didn't have my family around me to help out. So Alhamdulillah, my husband's family did amazing. They helped out so much with Suleiman, um, and they're they're really good with Suleiman. He's so happy around them, and he's quite used to them anyway. So I knew it would just make more sense to be there. Alhamdulillah. So yeah, when I came back, I went back to my in-laws. So it also helped because I didn't have to worry about cooking or cleaning. I could just recover basically. Um, so yeah, we went back to my in-laws and we introduced Susu to the baby and it was all beautiful. Um, so the physical side of things, like I said, because I was at my in-laws was much easier than it would have been if I was home because I didn't have to, like I said, worry about cooking or cleaning or even taking care of Suleiman. I mean, they did quite a lot of that for me when I was there and when I'd given birth. So if I remember like the first few days, Suleiman didn't spend any time with me because I was just so exhausted so knocked out and just with baby most of the time I didn't I don't think I went downstairs much to be honest either um so yeah so it helps a lot being there so for people who are expecting one advice I would give you is if you can and you have some somebody to go to to stay with to support you I highly recommend and advise you do because it does the world of good it really helps you so much because you're not having the extra mental load of having to worry about oh my god I need to cook dinner and what am I going to cook and I need to do the chores and I need to do the laundry and I need to do all these different things as well as take care of two babies two young children um so I'd advise you if you can and if you have family around you take advantage of that and go spend time with them if possible um now obviously now with the whole COVID and corona thing I wouldn't I don't I wouldn't know me I mean I wouldn't advise that but um Allahu alam if things get easier soon inshallah then do do that if it's safe and healthy for you to do so and the family members that you'll be staying with so yeah that helped me a lot but I think my battle mainly was not physically in the beginning it was mainly mentally um because I started to really panic and think wow how am I supposed to do this um when I haven't fully even looked after Suleiman by myself independently and I'm also I'm I'm still already struggling and I'm panicking and I'm worrying thinking this is going to be so hard um and I sort of developed a little bit of anxiety because I was like, well, when my husband goes home and we're back at our own place and my in-laws aren't with us, how am I going to cope? This is going to be so difficult. I'm already struggling because um, I was tired. Uh, obviously, breastfeeding is so difficult to get used to as well. It was just so many different things. And again, I've just given birth. So my emotions and hormones are everywhere. They were all over the place. I was tired. I was exhausted. I was emotional. Um so it was just sort of like I remember the first few days me thinking subhanallah that's it my life has ended like as as negative as that sounds and as grim as that sounds I feel like there's not enough honesty about this topic when it comes to mothers giving birth or mothers um having more than one child or whatever it is when mothers when a woman becomes a mother it's a beautiful 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 moment and it's a blessing that she will cherish for the rest of her life however 
it's very difficult, very straining on the woman, her body, her mental health, everything. It's not easy. Just because we women were created uh, and born to become mothers and nation builders and um, I don't want to say life givers because Allah gives life but able to uh, birth life, um, it doesn't mean it's easy honestly it's the hardest thing you will ever do in your life so um i'm gonna just be honest about it because i'm not going to just paint everything with a beautiful bright pink you know color and say everything's beautiful and colorful and rainbows that's not the case yes it's beautiful and there are beautiful positive moments that outweigh all the bad moments however there are times where it can be very dark it can be very lonely it can be very stressful very draining and exhausting so for me those first few days or even I'd say first few weeks to be honest because my husband alhamdulillah didn't go back to work for I think about a month um it was very difficult because I kept panicking and thinking oh my god when he goes back to work how am I going to do this how am I going to cope um uh and breastfeeding I was finding it very very difficult I had so many issues with it that I ended up stopping and just formula feeding which was again something that really hurt me because I felt guilty that I wasn't able to um carry on and it was just you just feel so much guilt as a mother and then also you may have other people's judgments on you you may have people's opinions or whatever it may be so it puts so much pressure on you um to feel like you have to pull through and you have to um you have to perform when in reality the be- the the most well the best advice i can give somebody who's going through that is in that moment in time think about yourself and only yourself don't worry about people's expectations don't worry about people's opinions and don't worry about the pressure that people are putting on you to do xyz whatever it is whether that's like on social media or in society or in family whatever it is friends whatever it is do what you feel is best for you and what you fit what you feel is healthiest for you at that moment in time because it's such a fragile moment for you as a woman um there's no need for you to be putting extra stress on yourself because i was one of those women where i'd put everybody's expectations on me and think i had to do it this way and that way and i had to be the perfect mother and be able to do everything and just nail and ace every single thing and that's not reality I'm sorry, but that's not real. You can't ace everything. You can't be perfect to everything. You can't, like, I had it in my head that I had to, like, um, be the perfect mother, the wife. Like, I had to look presentable, do all the things that a wife and a mother should do and, and, and basically have merits in every single department. And that's not reality. You're going to slip somewhere somehow. And that, that's okay. That's because you're human. Um, so I think yeah one advice is don't put so much pressure on yourself especially in that fragile time if you've just given birth take each and every day as it comes and every day is a new beginning every day is a new day to take on like don't continuously think that you know oh like don't take yesterday's negativity into tomorrow every day is fresh a fresh new start a fresh new day and um you win some when you lose some i mean if you have a bad day it's okay maybe tomorrow inshallah you have a good day if you have a bad evening maybe you have a good morning allah alam you never know but it's just about looking at finding pockets of joy and also realizing to let go i think one thing that um 
second time round actually alhamdulillah when i gave birth with suleiman i was up and and, and 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 on my feet and trying to do all the things i used to do before very 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 quickly subhanallah because i felt like i had to go back to normal very quickly and bounce back and there's this notion that once a woman gives birth she has to snap back and have that amazing body and be able to do all the things she used to do before and look beautiful and amazing and presentable and be able to cook and clean and do all these things which in an ideal world yeah we'd love to all be able to snap back straight away but guys we need to remember what our body has just gone through a very 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 traumatic experience and some women subhanallah have actually died from it especially in times where the medicine and uh hospital weren't as good as now like i mean my grandmother gave birth her first birth she ever gave but her first son she ever gave birth to sorry was in the middle of a forest in the middle of the war in algeria by herself as a 16 year old like we have to appreciate how traumatic it is for women to go through these experiences and understand that it takes time for them to heal um and even my gp i remember her saying like sometimes it could take a woman's body up to a whole year a whole year guys for her to fully recover and fully um get back to how she was and she said even then she may never be back to how she was before because your body is just basically birth a whole human um and i think men don't really understand it until they're in that room with you and they see what you're going through they hear the pain they hear the struggle they see it and i think it was the same for my husband i think he didn't really understand how hard it would be i mean i knew i know he knew it was hard but once it happened he really appreciated me more and he appreciated the struggle that mothers go through and he really had so much more sympathy and empathy for that whole process because he got to understand it because he was part of that process as opposed to just hearing about how hard it was he got to see firsthand the hours and hours and hours of labor that I had to endure the birth without any epidural any medication I second time around alhamdulillah i didn't have any epidural i didn't have any painkillers not even gas and air like i tried gas and air and i hated it it made me dizzy so i stopped i didn't take it um so i did everything purely by myself naturally and it was just it was a beautiful experience but it was very very painful and very hard and exhausting so i think alhamdulillah um it's really nice when we get that recognition from our partners that they see that they say you know wow you've just done something so amazing and i'm so proud of you that was that was just they realize that it's not easy and it's not um something that is just like uh how can i put this like you know fracturing a knee or whatever like yeah because i heard this notion that men seem to think that um giving birth is like you you having some sort of a injury like you know you've fallen over and you've you've sort of fractured yourself but you'll you'll heal soon and it will be over and done within a few weeks or days or whatever but that's not the case like i said sometimes it takes up to a year for a woman to heal and to recover um so yeah for me second time around my recovery was very slow compared to the first time around with suleiman but the second time around um what i was meaning to say before i got sidetracked is um i learned to let go so with Suleiman, i was i felt like i had to snap back and and go back to my cleaning and cooking and doing all these things not that people expected that of me nobody did but it was just an expectation i had of myself in my own mind um 
alhamdulillah again when i was pregnant with Suleiman, i was at my in-laws and they helped out tremendously and they were such a good help i mean i remember the first night i went home with with Suleiman, i did nothing with him i remember my mother-in-law and my husband taking him for that whole night and i just slept alhamdulillah um so may allah reward them for all the help that they've helped me with when it comes to my children and uh that whole giving birth and 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 getting into that whole uh routine and stuff alhamdulillah um, but yeah, so the second time round, I, I learned to let go. I wasn't fussed about if the room was messy. I wasn't fussed about how um, how long it took me to get up out of bed or if I was 100% presentable. I mean, I, I did try to look presentable, obviously, but I didn't put such a huge weight on myself to make sure everything was pristine because I just realized that, you know what? Nobody cares. Right now, I don't care. And if somebody wants to judge me because, I don't know, I'm not snapped back or jumped back as I was before I was pregnant, I don't care about their opinion because at the end of the day, this is about me. This is about me taking my time to recover and get to a healthy place. Um, so yeah, I learned to let go and that helped so much because I remember my husband saying, you know, Amina, you need to learn to let go of these things. You've just given birth. You've just had a baby. You're exhausted. Take your time. Slow down. Recover. And when I finally took his advice and actually listened and stopped feeling guilty, I mean, I still felt guilty that all these people were doing so much for me, like my in-laws and my husband. And I felt really bad and guilty inside that, you know, I should be doing those things. They shouldn't be doing it for me. However, I came to realize that, you know, it's important that I get this rest so I can get back on my feet and be healthy. So nobody will have to do those things for me anymore. It takes time, but in the long run, it's worth it for you to be 100% healthy and, and recovered to get back to your normal life and your normal routine. Um, so yeah, the first few weeks, I remember just thinking, subhanAllah, my life is over. How am I going to do this? What have I done? I was just in a really bad mental state. I remember crying like every single day to my my mom and my friends and just saying what was I thinking how did I think I was ready how am I going to do this how do people do this and I remember every time I'd if we'd go out I mean I didn't go out much to be honest I only went out I think twice or three times because we were at my in-law so that would just be to come home get things we needed or to take Ilyas to his like jabs and stuff or his appointments um so I remember looking at like people that would be walking about and if they had noticing if they had more than one child and just looking at them and thinking what how how is it possible how did they do that and then like trying to remind myself and calm myself down in the middle of that anxiety attack that you know look people have children people have more than one child it's okay you're going to get there and your children will grow up inshallah and be healthy and you will be healthy too it will be fine so i had to keep reminding myself that you know these this has happened before many times people have more than one child and it's doable in my head for some reason i didn't feel like it was doable and i felt like it was impossible at that moment in time but I, like I said, I had to keep bringing myself back in and reminding myself that, you know, it's possible, it's doable, it's it's realistic, it's not uh, something that's unattainable. And I just had to remind myself of my grandma, like I said, like she was 16 and gave birth to her first child, or maybe even younger, actually. Um, and she has, if you were to count all her miscarriages and everything in together with her children that are alive, she would have had maybe 20 plus children, subhanAllah. And she had them all quite close together. So from a very young age, she was giving birth and having to take care of all these children. And that's with the, that's the case with most of our elder generation. 
Um, so yeah, I, I, by reminding myself that, you know, it's happened before and you will be fine, you will be okay, it really helped calm my nerves down and um, realize that I will get to a stage where I will be in a routine and I will be happy and I will be content with everything. And alhamdulillah, I can say that now my son is four months old, I think when we hit the like two, two and a half, three months mark, once I had a routine and I was back home in my own environment and sort of getting getting to have a routine, um and getting to feel like what it would be what the reality is sorry of me being at home with just my two children by myself was I was fine because I started to realize that you know I'm doing it every day that has passed I've done it and I've survived and I've made it to another day alhamdulillah and now alhamdulillah my son has a has a routine he's four months old we have a routine with him Suleiman has a routine they're both quite familiar with each other now and they're both uh, sort of mesh well into each other's routines so alhamdulillah now I can say I'm I'm grateful that I ha- I've had my child now my second son and I'm grateful that him and Suleiman are quite close together and I'm grateful that uh, you know I'm at a stage where I'm mentally much healthier than I was before but again bear in mind my hormones and emotions were everywhere so I also understand why at that moment I was feeling so negative and so down about everything um but uh yeah it was it was a roller coaster to say the least but you do get there so my advice to any women who are going to have a second child or are are going through it now or will be don't panic don't listen to this podcast and think oh my god what have i done it's not i'm not trying to scare anybody i'm merely trying to show people my reality because like i said everybody experiences things differently for me i found it very difficult but there was a happy ending like i said now i'm at a place where i'm happy i'm comfortable i'm content and i'm i have a routine so i'm not intimidated anymore by the role of having two young children in the beginning it was intimidating because it was me going into the unknown i had no idea what it was like to have more than one child i had no idea what it was like to deal with a three-year-old and a newborn do you know what i mean so now alhamdulillah i've been doing it for four months i'm i don't want to say i'm a pro i'm not every day you're learning and every day uh you're reaching new new goals and and new achievements with your children but i'm much more happy and comfortable with with um the role of being a mother of two now than i was when i first gave birth to my son um so yeah i think uh let me just see if i can think of anything else i feel like i've just been rambling on and i always feel like i talk really fast but um yeah i think another thing as well is to have support like it's so important for you to have support around you whether you're having your first child your second child your fifth tenth child no matter how many children you've had even if it's just your first support 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 you need as much support as you can get and accept all the help you can get. Don't be guilty for accepting help. Don't feel like you're not worthy because you're accepting help because that was my issue. But at the end of the day, you need to tell yourself that you're at the moment in survival mode. This isn't your reality right now. This is just you going through something that you have to survive. Your reality is once you're healthy and recovered and you're in your own environment, your own space with your children and you're living your day to day. Because the reality is you're not always going to be in recovery and you're not forever going to be um healing it will take time but once you're over it 
you know everything will get better so I think yeah take as much support and help as you can and make sure you know who to have around you as support don't put yourself in a situation where you're going to have somebody who's going to critique you or critique the way you want to raise your child and who's going to put extra stress on yourself um uh, and don't put yourself in an environment where it may be negative you may be sort of put down for certain choices that you've decided to do with your child or you may not be um, supported the way you feel you need to be supported so be very careful with who you choose to have around you because you're very very vulnerable at that time and it's very important who you have around you alhamdulillah I had my husband my in-laws and um, my mum and dad were sort of speaking to me most of the time through phone uh, FaceTime and I also had my my amazing three friends here in Brighton and also other beautiful amazing friends that I have in London um, but uh, it helps to have people who are going to just listen um, when you want to be heard uh, advise you when you want to be advised and uh, comfort you when you want to be comforted because sometimes when you're going through that you don't want to be advised you don't want people to tell you oh but maybe you should try this and maybe you should do this sometimes you just want to be heard you want to be able to rant and rant and rant and pour your heart out and not feel judged and not be told "Mm, maybe maybe you should try this or maybe this isn't working because you did this sometimes you just want to be heard you don't want to uh, have like a back and uh, back and forth conversation about this topic maybe you just want to let it out and alhamdulillah that was something that my husband was very very good at at that time he understood that I needed to be heard and I just wanted somebody to listen to me because I had all these feelings like I said of anxiety and how am I going to do this and distress in me and I needed to get them out because I, I, I felt like I was drowning and I was stuck in a hole and I couldn't get out so speaking to somebody about them allowed me to get it off my chest as well as allowed me to put everything into perspective because once I felt heard and he and he um he took the hint that I was done being heard and maybe now he should step in and give me some words of encouragement and comfort um it helped a lot because once once I said what I needed to say um, he would put things into perspective for me and you know tell me you know it's okay we'll get there words of encouragement you're doing great you're doing amazing you know you've come this far and um, reminding me that you know Allah wouldn't place me in this situation if I couldn't if I couldn't handle it if I couldn't bear it um, again like I said reminding me of uh, our ancestors and and the generation before us that has, has been through this many times and alhamdulillah are 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 fine they, they survive their children are healthy and, and alive so alhamdulillah it's something that is, is done every day um and also again me myself just reminding myself you know it could be worse alhamdulillah i have a healthy boy i have two healthy children it could have been worse where i could have had to be dealing with a child who wasn't healthy and having to go through that like i mean my child yes when he was born he was um ill the first two weeks he he had bronchitis and it was so stressful i spent one night with him in hospital he wasn't feeding he had to be a tube he had to be like tube fed it was just horrible um and i remember thinking to myself alhamdulillah after that night that we spent in well i spent it by myself actually in hospital with ilias i remember coming home with a whole new perspective 
and just saying alhamdulillah 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 ya rab that my child is healthy and i'm able to take him home and take care of him at home in the comfort of my own environment with his brother with the family and support around me and not have to be at hospital with him constantly because i mean it does remind you of the children who are in hospital 24 7 whose parents are constantly at the hospital who who are dealing with fatal and 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 uh and um terminal illnesses so alhamdulillah ya rab may allah protect our children may allah grant our children long healthy prosperous lives and may they always be protected from illnesses and uh and uh the evils of the dunya and people bi amin so i think yeah sometimes it also is just about your perspective um your environment and your situation is going to be as best as you make it to be um so if you're going to have a negative outlook on things then yeah you probably will feel like everything is rubbish and everything is too much and but if you try to try to have positivity now i know if you're in the if you're in the middle of having that episode of feeling low and down or you're depressed or you're anxious i know it's very hard i've been there i deal with depression i deal with anxiety um on a day-to-day basis Uh, but i think sometimes it helps when you put everything to perspective you try to calm yourself down you be realistic about things and you try to refresh and start again it really does help and like i said support have support around you if you feel like you have nobody to talk to no husband no family no friends there are helplines out there there are there are places that offer help and support especially for women who've just given birth there are so many charities out there to help women um, who are dealing with mental health who are dealing with postpartum depression who are dealing with baby blues who are dealing with all these different emotions after giving birth and before giving birth um, for mothers who have lost children who have had miscarriages may Allah aid you guys may Allah grant you sabr and may Allah reward you for the beautiful patience you have had but guys please remember there is help out there if you feel you need it and be willing and accepting to take it inshallah um this episode has gone on for uh more than usual but i feel like it's such a huge topic to talk on and so many different subjects can be added into it like i said like what you would want from people around you in terms of support mental health how you're dealing with things it's such a huge wide topic so i don't know if one if one episode is enough so um if you guys want to hear more then do uh, let me know hit me up throw me a dm on instagram at hidden underscore uh you can also email me at yours truly hidden at gmail.com um you can even comment on my instagram posts whatever it is there's definitely ways you can get in, in touch and in contact and that will all be in the description box of this podcast episode but um yeah i hope you guys have enjoyed the episode i hope i have been a little bit insightful to my journey with two again i do want to reiterate that it's not all doom and gloom yes it it will be hard in the beginning but you will get to a place where it's much more easier and you are happy like i said i went through that whole doom and gloom dark phase and alhamdulillah i can say that i'm out of it and i'm i'm healthier and better and fine now yes i do have my days where i struggle i do have my days where i'm very emotional i do have my days where i just want to cry or scream but i think that's natural with every motherhood journey you do have days where it's just so overwhelming because bearing in mind you've gone from being an individual who only used to take care of their own needs 
to becoming somebody else's carer 24-7 without a break. Even when you're asleep, you're on alert for when your child wakes up or when your child needs needs feeding or comforting or changing or covering, whatever it is. Or even if they're fine, you're just on alert because you're constantly checking to see if they're breathing, if they're moving. Are they too hot? Are they too cold? Um, so it's ex- it can be exhausting. It can be very draining because you're doing a lot 24-7. Your mind is always working, thinking about this this beautiful human being that is yours that is your responsibility and the the thought that I kept going through in my mind is I have to keep this baby alive I have to keep this baby alive and alhamdulillah my husband kept telling me you know Amina alhamdulillah look Suleiman we have we have a, we have a child you know you have done this and you have been through this and look he's three and he's healthy he's alive so that sort of calmed me down and made me realize oh wow yeah I, I did do this I, so if I did it once I can do it again it's just about taking it each day as it come and taking it uh, taking it day by day and again one thing that was constantly told to me by my friends was Amina you are in survival mode all you have to do is survive the day you don't have to conquer it you don't have to beat it you don't have to succeed in having a beautiful day filled with chores and 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 all these different productive things you just have to survive if that looks like maybe having takeaway or maybe having frozen food or maybe cooking something really simple or um maybe having uh a day where you do nothing but lays about with your your baby and your son maybe putting uh man to watch some tv you know it's about surviving because like I said at that moment in time that is not your reality that is not what your life is going to be like forever that's just you trying to adapt to a new situation and then once you adapt that's when um it becomes a routine because you you form a routine and that's when it becomes your daily life um I hope I'm making sense in what I'm saying I am very tired um and I do tend to ramble on so I think I will leave it here but if you guys want to hear more and if you guys feel like there's things that I missed out or that you want to you want me to um elaborate on again I said you can contact me and I will leave the details below where you can um I really hope you guys have enjoyed this and I hope I've spread spread and shed some light on the topic of motherhood giving birth the mental health side of things and how it's not easy just because you're a woman doesn't mean it's easy and it's second nature to give birth and have children it's not um and it's not reality i mean we see all these instagram posts and we see all these instagram accounts where they make everything look perfect and beautiful and and easy it's not that is just the picture you guys have to remember there is always a behind the scenes and i'm 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 at fault with this like there's there's times when um I'll post something and that picture in, in that second looks beautiful. But the, the effort it took to get there and the behind the scenes and everything that's going on around may be chaos. Um, so just remember, nobody's life is picture perfect. There's always a behind the scenes and there's always something going on that you guys have no idea about because we only show the best side of ourselves we never show our flaws we never show the negatives we never show the struggle so i'm hoping that this podcast will allow you guys to realize how hard it is and and the um just the severity of how your mental health can be i don't want to say destroyed because i don't want to give this whole topic a negative vibe but it can be very difficult um so with that said inshallah i shall say goodbye 
um i hope you guys all stay well and keep safe again i'm going to just repeat myself please do keep my father-in-law in your dua and my my in-laws my mother-in-law my sister-in-laws and all of their family because it is a very very hard time for them um and bi'idhnillah may allah allow us all to get through this hard time of lockdown as well and corona may allah aid all the people that are keeping us safe and doing their best in their jobs to bring our lives back some normality um so yeah uh again let me know what you guys think please do share this episode give me back your your thoughts uh send me some feedback i love to hear from you guys and i love to get what you get um what you guys liked what you guys didn't like i'm no I, i don't run away from criticism so if you guys feel like there's something that i can improve on please let me know uh but yeah with that said assalamu alaikum and take care inshallah